Hello and welcome back to the Nostalgia FC podcast with your hosts, me, Drew. And a guest host for the week is me, Niall. Yeah, hello. By, by popular demand, Niall returns. Now, you may have guessed the reason why. This week's guest is none other than co-host George Thomas. Now, before we get into that, let's just quickly remind you what the podcast is about. This is the podcast where we delve deep into the recesses of obscure football and history and obscure football players. Yeah, each week we get on a guest who gives us their favourite football in 11, their super sub manager, stadium and kit. Oh, look at that. It's like George never left. Mm-hmm. First time. Easy. <laughs> I'm going to quit while I'm ahead to you guys. One take wonder. All right. Without further ado, let's get him on. George, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Now, for those of you who can't see, obviously none of you can see this is a podcast. George has switched up his little uh, backdrop for today, and it looks like we're having an evening in with George Thomas. It's very nice. Yeah, well, we are actually recording this in the evening, which is which is a bit different for us. And also, I wanted to get out of the feeling of being a host, which is literally just there anyway. <laughs> but I'm now sat, sat on a sofa and tried to get more comfortable. Nice. So there you go. Yeah. All right. So, George, you're a football fan, of course. You co-host this podcast. So if you weren't, what are you doing? <laughs> It'd be a bit worrying, yeah. Who do you support? I support uh, Wrexham and Manchester United. Oh, in that order? In that order, yeah. Oh. Wrexham are my are my one love. Niall, did you know George didn't support Wrexham until they they got bought out by the American people? Oh no, 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 no! He said this in another podcast, and I don't know if it's going to go in. No, no, <laughs> I'm not a glory hunter. There's pictures of me as a young lad at the race course. Not having it. Photoshop's very good nowadays. <laughs> I'd say yeah. You've you've shown that you've got the technical ability. You do a podcast for God's sake. I'm sure you can Photoshop. <laughs> Yeah, so Wrexham, United, and of course Wales, which we all know because oh, we talk yeah. about it every episode. So you know the concept because you present it every week. So let's get straight in. What is your formation? It is a four-two-three-one. Honestly, it's it's the formation I'll always use on Football Manager, FIFA, Pro Evo, anything. So nice. seemed only fitting, and it fit the people I wanted to fit in. Lovely. Right then, so. As always, we're going to start at the back with your goalkeeper. So who is your goalkeeper? Right. So to start this off as well, I've tried and probably failed, I think, to not include people that have been included before so we can have like new stories and different stories and things like that. So bear that in mind with some of these choices, including this one, because all the good keepers were taken. So a bit of story. Anyone that knows me, Drew knows it, that I am a massive NFL fan. And one of the things that I love about NFL is the fact that you could be any body shape while playing that game, right? And on the same sort of line as that, I've gone with Wayne Shaw. (laughs) (laughs) So so anyone who doesn't recognise that name... Uh, will recognise the fact that this is the man who ate a pie at half-time during an FA Cup game against is it Arsenal? Uh, yeah, it was against a big team, wasn't it? Yeah, so, so it was, it was televised. The team. Yeah, they just knocked out Burnley, I think, and then got mm. through to, I think it was Arsenal, one of the big six. Yeah, he didn't even get, he got 
well, the club got fined for that and whatever betting yeah. company pushed it was that was a, a strange one. Yeah, that was that was one of the reasons I, I wasn't going to mention, but it was always going to come up. Is I think he did it for a bet so his mates could. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're gonna put Wayne Shaw in and not mention the fact that he got done for betting? No, because it was more the fact that he just doesn't look like a football player. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, that, it was non-league. So. Yeah, that's it. That incident <laughs> when he ate the pie is even more crazy when you think that he actively went inside the ground to buy that pie, or someone got it for him, and he could have stayed back. He didn't have to come back out. Comes out to the side of the pitch. And takes the biggest bite of a pie that anyone has that, ever taken. It's impressive, isn't it? The, yeah, the he pretty much eats the, the whole thing in one bite. The thing that was missing was him not. He didn't make eye contact with the camera. I think he should have looked straight, <laughs> down, straight down. Just the in slow motion. Like, after he's done it. <laughs> Cheeky wink. What are the odds? <laughs> but it's like, I don't know how we thought he was ever going to get away with that. Non-league, isn't it? And he's probably been doing that for years. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just didn't realise the implications that would would come. It was a weird one, but pretty funny. I bet he got paid by the betting company just up front for doing it. Yeah, I, I tell you what, as well, I would have absolutely loved if in the second half the keeper got either not injured because that'd be horrible, but got sent off. So they they subbed off one of the outfield players for him after he's just had a big pie at half time. Mm. <laughs> just like, oh no! He's more like the mascot, wasn't he? That have probably just put yeah. on the, the, the striker in nets, and he's like, "I'm just a goalie. Why don't you put me?" I was like, "To be honest, mate, the striker's better." Or put on the actual mascot, just like a lion. <laughs> oh yeah. just, I have images against Arsenal. Just Obama Yang lining up for a, a corner, trying to mark the keeper, and he's there brushing pie crumbs onto Obama Yang. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, Wayne Shaw, absolutely terrible goalkeeper. In fact, I don't even know that. He might be good. We don't, do we? I've literally never seen a video of him. I don't even believe that he's a football player. I think he's just a a comedy piece that they needed to boost the ratings of the FA Cup. I'm sure sure somewhere there's like a video of him actually in goal. And he must be be half decent, right? (laughs) Maybe. Or or is it just that he fills most of the goal? Yeah, in, in what situation, in any level of football, will you be allowed to be that physique and be on the team? Like what? NFL, like I said. Yeah, all right, yeah, fair. But that's for a reason, isn't it? It's not yeah, yeah. like those people serve a purpose. Maybe just really, really nice and they never had it in them to release him. Just like, <laughs> keep him on. He's the manager's son. They just never noticed. They just never told anyone. Hey, Danny Shaw, is Wayne Shaw your son? No. No. <laughs> Gives right, him his pack lunch. <laughs> Don't spend it all at once now, Wayne. Right. Let's go into your defence. Left or right? Uh, I'm going left. Now, left back was a really hard choice because, again, the the obvious choice is Roberto Carlos. And we've had someone pick him, like, is it four or five times now, I think? Four times. So I was like, right, let's try and think of left backs who are of at least the same quality or at least get into that point or at least that popular or fun to watch. And I think this one is probably the same, the same level, if not better. It's me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm I'm joking. I'm not I'm not big headed at all. I put myself in one of the reasons will become apparent in one of my next choices. Kieran said in his episode, if you're building a squad of players that are your favourite players ever, why wouldn't you put yourself in it? That's and seeing point. as I I played in one of the most unpopular positions on a football pitch, 
as we found out by Roberto Carlos being picked five times, it's easy for me to just slot myself in there, I think. So well, are you left-footed as well? No. no. Well, that's <laughs> I, it. I, do like a, I do like a, a right-footed left-back and a left-footed right-back. It's a nice little change of pace, isn't it? I think, I think we just had a right-footed right-back and a right-footed left-back. I'm just thinking that I was probably was the worst of the full-backs, so they were like, right, just stick him on the left. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like when you play youth football, if you get a left foot, you get a game. Just because you have a left oh, 100%, foot. 100%, yeah. You'll be on the That's, left wing, 100%. I got a game for the my primary school's like D team because I was left-footed. Yeah. I put us in left wing field. And the only thing that happened in that game was the ball skinned my leg as it went in, like against us. And everyone said I scored an own goal oh. because it was the team Norm was watching. And then it was just like, oh, no, I scored an own goal. It's <laughs> like, didn't it skin my leg? It's not the same. It was on target. Yeah. <laughs> Someone contact the Premier League. Now, one thing that I will, I'm going to talk myself up for a little bit to prove that I should be in this team. I scored an incredible volley from the halfway line once I saw and that. shocked myself with it. I won man of the match twice in my Penabrin career. <laughs> I, did, I played a lot of games, so that's not as you say, know, that, that is like an eight, year, an eight year career there. <laughs> and also, what I'm sort of proud at, but sort of confused at at the same time, and Drew, Drew backed me up on this, I seem to anger opponents. I don't know what it is about me, but there's so many people either during the game or after the game have it out for me. I remember one game, I can't remember who it was against, Drew, Drew might remember, but one, one of the players took a disliking to me because I put a challenge in on his mate. And apparently, I think Drew came up to me during the game and was like, I've just heard that guy said, I'm going to take him out. So watch out. So I was like, right, okay. Didn't take me out in the game. And then after the game, we saw him like walking towards me. So me, Drew, and it must have been Jared and Owen were like, right, get to the car, get to the car now, get to the car now. Because <laughs> I am not a confrontational person. If I was in a fight, I would crawl up in a ball on the floor in a fetal position and cry. So <laughs> I would not have been good in that situation. But yeah, if I anger them, they might get a red card. So you put you yourself know. in the team as bait. Yeah, <laughs> we'll put it that Are you way. Sure, you sure they didn't mean take you out as in like just take you for a meal or something? <laughs> they're, they're really yeah. pacifist. They're just like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I want to take you out. I want to discuss. Let's discuss our problems. That was a great challenge. It would have been a really aggressive way to ask me out the way he was walking towards me. Though it would have been like <laughs> that's North Wales for you, mate. That's what the dating scene in North Wales is like. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the goal you scored was incredible. You did spend a lot of time on the floor. Uh, yeah, and youth football as you were getting hacked down, down every every ten minutes, someone was hacking you down. You're just not very likable, so I can understand why they would do that. I went. I was on the floor a lot. I didn't dive a lot. I did dive sometimes, but I didn't dive a, like as much as I was on the ground. I got I got beaten up in games a lot of the time. Yeah, and let me tell you why. I know the exact reason. You ready for Is this it the email? email haircut? No, wait. So Niall, if you were playing in the game of football and there's eleven players lined up in front of you. And none of them are wearing Under Armour, apart from one person. Oh. Which player are you going to take out? <laughs> yeah, definitely Under Armour. Bear in mind, we wore an orange kit and George wore white Under Armour. And rolled his <laughs> sleeves up. The black sleeves on his kit were rolled up so you could see the white arm underneath. I've got, we, we've got photos of this as well. You were asking for and, it. And I had like the Justin Bieber or emo haircut, however you saw it, yeah. uh, where I straightened my hair because I na- have naturally girly hair. So yeah, I'm not surprised I was the target. You, may, you might as well just paint a target on your back. 
Yeah. You've, really still, you've really figured out exactly why people were snapping. Oh, it's, it and I wore no number sense. 10 at left back, so people probably got offended by that. <laughs> You're ticking all the boxes. What else? Did you have like <laughs> orange boots as well? No, I had black Puma boots, always black Puma boots. Mm-hmm. And did you have like sh- like your, your socks dead low and no shin pads? Just one of those. Uh, no, I had my socks lower than they would be, but I had uh, ankle tape. And it was again white ankle tape. So honestly, like talking about it, yeah, I'm not surprised. I was I was taken out of that. We unpacked that pretty quickly. That was quite yeah, not yeah. that hard to decipher. Now my now my nightmares can be can be ended. <laughs> Let's move on from from you yeah. and go centre back or right back. Uh, I'm going to go centre back. So I'm going to go through the middle, and it fits because this is the reason that I've also chosen myself at left back. And I don't want to get like too mushy about this. And also, before I pick him, we're going to have a laugh at the name. Drew probably knows who I'm going to, who I'm going to pick here, right? The centre-back I'm going to pick as my granddad, right? <laughs> so I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to say his name yet. I'm going to, I'm going to go through why. So he did is. play. Yeah. He played for Everton Reserves. Uh, he played for Liverpool Police. He was a centre-back. And I've got this one photo of him where it was a black and white photo and it was him his keeper and a striker. And in my head, I couldn't find the photo. It's really frustrating. I'll have to try and find it at some point. In my head, it was like the striker was at one level. The keeper was at the other level with his arms. And my granddad was like way, way ahead of them, heading the ball out. It was like the most incredible photo I think I've ever seen. And to be like, yeah, that's my granddad. I was like, yeah. So one of the reasons is that I never met my granddad. So to be able to play a game of football alongside him would be, would be pretty special. Yeah, that is really now, lovely. You're making it very difficult that... to take the mick out of his name now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why that's why I did it this way around. <laughs> so his name is slightly unfortunate, and I'm really sorry if my mum listened to this because it's her maiden name. His name is George Gooch. Gooch, brilliant. Yeah, there's a Gooch place for Sunderland. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's American. Yeah, uh, embrace it, haven't you? It's like, yeah, I'm called Gooch. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So for anyone who's listening as well who doesn't know, I'm, uh, I went to uni and did acting. I've done professional acting for the past six years now. And I had to pick a stage name because George Thomas was taken. You can't have the same stage name as someone else. And my mum was like, why don't you take my maiden name? Your granddad's, it would be your granddad's name. I was like, I, uh, I, I can't do that, mum. She was like, why not? Why not? So I had to have the really awkward <laughs> um, conversation where I had to sit my mum down and, and explain to her what uh, a gooch was and why I could not have that name as an actor. Well, of all the things we've ever discussed in this podcast, you describing your mother, the area between your penis and your bum, was not what I thought was going to appear. <laughs> I mean, I when you put it that way, that's... <laughs> Is this why your stage... So you didn't go for that. Is this why your stage name's George Chode? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was the better option. <laughs> and that is why we picked picked you as a co-host here. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you did that now because I was struggling ways to take the account of that name after George did that story. I mean, I mean, I was I was expecting um I was expecting to be uh made fun of and I'll probably warn my mum just beforehand, but uh, Oh no, but that but jokes aside, that is a lovely reason to have someone in your team. If I can find this picture, and it's probably not as like as incredible as I remember it, it's probably because it's my granddad. I'm like, whoa. But um, and I think he was actually playing for Liverpool Police in that photo rather than Everton Reserves. Would you, if you were playing alongside your granddad, 
Yeah. Would you still wear the Under Armour or would you be too embarrassed? Um, <laughs> it's a good question. Um, me, me now, I would absolutely not wear Under, under Armour at all. <laughs> like, you are um, my grandson. Yeah, just looking across. Like, was, oh, no, you know, he, he was a proper scouser as well, so he would have, he would have, uh, he would have tackled would have you himself. Say. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Just a quick elbow while we walk out onto the pitch. Uh, for a corner, I'm going to just... take you out after this. I'm going to take you out after this. <laughs> he, he'll be the one, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is really lovely. It is genuinely really, really nice reason to put someone in your team. Yeah. yeah. Right, so cool. is your mum the other centre-back? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Although my mum can be scary when, when there's football involved. Uh, it's not her. So my centre-back initially when I, when I picked my first team was Nemanja Vidic. Now he's been chosen for obvious reasons because probably one of the better centre-backs the Premier League's ever seen. So I'm going to pick sort of a very similar sort of player who also played for United, who also had a shaved head, was Yapstam. Honestly, I've I've watched the 1999 treble video. We've got it in this house. I used to watch it every single weekend without fail. Uh, could probably like recite all of the commentary within that video. I could tell you how many goals Andy Cole scored, Dwight York, David Beckham. And Yapstam was the centre-back there. He was probably the most terrifying-looking centre-back I've ever seen. Yeah. And if you got on his wrong side, like... And again, he'd probably take me out <laughs> for, <laughs> for everything. I think he's 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 underrated in some aspects. Um, I know people sort of think very highly of him. When he was at United, because he had the Vidic, Ferdinand that have been since, I think Yapstam was one of the best centre-backs United have had. From what I saw, anyway. Yeah, yeah, there's nice. a select few centre backs that probably wouldn't have had to go the full like 100% in games because players were put off just by like seeing them in front. So probably skew if with the ball. And yeah, Yapstam was one of them, just a scary, scary man. Yeah. Yeah. With Yapstam, like you said, very imposing character, very mm. angry looking man. Played for some great teams. Obviously, went on to play for Lazio and Milan after leaving United. He actually played against Liverpool in the uh, Champions League final, 2005. You had to get that one in my episode. Had to get that in there, didn't I? <laughs> um, did you know this about Mr. Mr. Stam? Go on. He is currently the manager of FC Cincinnati. Oh, I know. Was it? He was at a Championship team that didn't go to. Uh, was it Reading? It was Reading. Yeah, so I didn't know he'd gone over to America. Yeah. I, oh my God! Like they'll be petrified of him. Be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like America is such a, like a, a vast place with so many people. Like people like that don't really stick out as much. Yeah. And I don't know much about Cincinnati to be honest. It might be a lovely place, but FC Cincinnati are they, are they in the MLS? They are. Is there, is there another division? Because there seems to be so many American teams. Um... Oh no, they have. They have like. Conferences, don't they? Like they do in yeah. all American yeah, sports, I think. Yeah. Just because you're like away game on a Saturday, just the two like, two day trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From LA to New York, sort of thing. <laughs> well, Yapstam, a lovely choice. A very imposing defender, like to the point where he's probably scaring the rest of the players off. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. And so, I, I reckon, I reckon the, the reason that so many United fans loved Vidic, as well as him being a top class player. Was because he reminded them he upstam. I think yeah. personally. Yeah, fair yeah. one. Right then, on to your right. right back. Right. So you were saying to me uh, before we started this recording, Drew, that you didn't know if it was going to be United heavy or Wrexham heavy or which sort of way around. Now the problem about 
Wrexham, and especially as I've been following them and as I've been older following them, is they don't have players that stick around very long because they're non-league. So you'll give someone a one-year contract, sometimes maybe a two-year contract, and even if you get that, that's pretty amazing. So they don't stick around that long. Apart from this player, and I don't know why he stuck around so long, he's not always in the first team. He's not Wrexham's best player, but it's Mark Carrington. Nice. who technically is, I think, a centre-mid, but he's actually played more games at right-back for Wrexham than he has in centre-mid. Don't don't know why. Don't know why that's the thing, but it is. So one of the reasons is, is he's actually a player that, you know, has been there for over five, six, seven years now. So it's that, that's quite a rare thing for Wrexham at the moment. So that's pretty cool to have. Also, one of the most amazing footballing experiences I've ever had is when us three were at uni... Wrexham got into the, I want to say it's the fourth round or third, no, third round of the FA Cup. Is that when the Premier League teams come in? Yeah. Yeah. So they got into the third round of the FA Cup as a non-league team and they got drawn away at Stoke. So I was like, right, I was on, I was on the phone to my dad and I was like, right, get us tickets. We're going down there. And we did. So we went down there and there was, I can't remember how many thousand of uh, Wrexham fans, but we filled the away stand at Stoke. Something and there was a stat after the game, Wrexham are the first team to have done it in like however many years, which is ridiculous seeing as Wrexham are a non-league side. And they've just, we don't take that many fans to our home game, never mind Stoke. <laughs> so it was an amazing atmosphere. Pretty, pretty crap game, if I'm honest. Uh, and it took till the, it was either 79th or the 81st minute for a goal to be scored. And that was Mark Carrington in front of the Wrexham fans. I remember him, he was wearing the, the green Wrexham top with like uh, the upper half was like black and everyone went mental. The Wrexham players went mental. It was as if they won won a cup final. All the subs were running down, the manager slash player at the time who was running down. They were all celebrating together. And I think they celebrated that much that they thought they had just scored a last minute <laughs> winner and that was going to be it. And they, they were going through. Uh, they lost the game 3-1 oh. after I think Shakiri. Peter Crouch and someone else came on and it was just like, right, okay, let's just bring the big the big lads out. <laughs> and we just got absolutely demolished in that final 10 minutes. And nevertheless, we went home with a 3-1 loss. But I think every Wrexham fan had no regrets about that, about that day. It was one of the best days of my life, I think. Footballing days of my life. Yeah, you get that. Um, I'm not surprised about you being like the highest um, away attendance because for... Lower league and non-league teams, it's it's the biggest day out for donkeys mm. years. So they're always going to... You get all the fans that have probably stopped bothering to go for years are suddenly like, oh, we've got Stoke. They're in the Premier League. Yeah, of course. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I thought you were going to say about the the FA Trophy final at Wembley. Where he did play in that. He, I was going to say, I seem to remember he played in that. and Because mm. uh, I, I joke around about George being a glory hunting Wrexham supporter. He's not. <laughs> I was on that day. <laughs> I, I I got a ticket to that game. I went down to the FA Trophy final there, just to go to Wembley. There was a lot of uh, glory at Wrexham fans. Oh, absolutely, on that day, yeah. I think though we My we fourteen year old sister at the time went. She has no idea <laughs> what Wrexham. I, it was a day out to London for a lot of people in North Wales. Like, yeah, it was it was a big big moment. Yeah, Wrexham obviously got a cult following, and it's only going to grow now that they've got American. Well, Rob McKelney and. Ryan Reynolds as their owners. Yeah, they've had the they've had the highest shirt sales uh, they've ever had this season alone, which is no surprises really. No. And they they're, they're like the places in which have bought those 
um, shirts are vast. It goes from like America, Canada, all the way down to Australia now. Like places in India have been buying them apparently. Mm. It's weird. I think Chris Hadfield, the astronaut, a Wrexham fan now as well. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> If they if they do, if they don't turn out to be good now, it's going to be weird, isn't it? It's going to be a bit of an anticlimax. Well, it's like all the money in the world doesn't win leagues because it's just no, no. eleven men against eleven men every every game in it. Um, Salford took them like like longer than they expected to anyway to come up. I think. Um, yeah, the thing the thing money pumped into them. The thing with Salford though, I'm very very salty about that because we've stayed in the national league, and Salford basically came from below us, came into the same league, stayed there for about two seasons, and then they were off again. And now, are they still in League 2 or are they in League 1? Oh, it was quite quick, actually. Yeah, sorry, I was, I was getting mixed up there. Yeah, they're in League 2. We played them a few weeks ago, drew 1-1 at their place. And yeah, they get, they, they're one of those teams that manage to attract players from League above, and that's just because of the money. Yeah. Seems to me, I John Rooney, something like that, and his wage was like yeah. higher than most other teams' wage by himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, they get. They also got another striker from. Is it Rangers? I want to say Rangers. I can't remember. But it was like to for a non-league side to buy like a player from the Scottish Premier League. It's like yeah, it's a bit unfair, isn't it? <laughs> this, this doesn't seem right. I think that was Adam Rooney. They got him from Adam Rooney, Aberdeen. Um, yeah, that was him from Aberdeen. That that'll be the one I'm thinking of then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was a really weird one. I don't think he even kicked off that much for them, really. It always seems like it, I do get a bit like, oh, look, buying success, it's a bit annoying. But if like someone came along and was like, I'm going to throw loads of money at Carlisle United and get his up the league, I'd be laughing. So I mean, but, yes, I mean, I was, yeah, I was, I was angry about Salford doing it, but now I've, we've got two <laughs> Hollywood actors throwing money at us. I'm like, yeah, fucking buy the league, yeah, do, do on Gary Neville. <laughs> what what needs to happen is just every single club is bought out by rich American actors. Mm. And then it's just a free, it's just back to normal. Everyone's everyone's on the same level playing field. Be like Ryan Reynolds versus Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Let's move away from Hollywood slash Wrexham and go into your midfield. So you said you got two and then three. So I'm assuming the two are like central midfielders, are they? Like uh the holding sort of midfielders, yeah. You cool. sort of average centre centre midfielders. So who's the first? The first one was going to be Paul Scholes, but again, didn't want to repeat. Uh, the same sort of players. It was so hard. We, Me and Drew recorded an episode uh, of this podcast earlier and someone said to me, uh, this guy said to me, he was like, you're, I'm assuming you're going to pick Paul's goals, George. And I said, no. And then he said what I think is one of the most outrageous statements ever. And he said that he thinks Paul's goals is a myth. So that almost made me go <laughs> straight away and put Paul's goals right back into this midfield. I restrained. I didn't. Instead, I've done it for another petty reason. <laughs> Me and Drew always always message back and forth about who we can get on the podcast and like who's messaging who and stuff like that. And Drew was like, uh, we should do ours soon. I was like, yeah, definitely. I've got mine ready. United were playing and Scott McTominay just scored two goals <laughs> in about five minutes at the start of a game against Leeds. And Drew put, you better not have put Scott McTominay in your team. So... My first midfielder is Scotty McSaws himself. No, Scott he's not. In your favourite eleven of all time, you put Scott McTominay. What are you doing? No, no, because I honestly, there is this weird, weird cult following behind Scott McTominay at United. Oh. And t- I tell you what, he for the past two years, and this doesn't say a lot. I understand that has been one of United's better players and most consistent players. 
I think I, I, I don't think he's a bad Him player. Him and Fred I in think, midfield. I think he's a good player, but you just <laughs> if you call a player Drew... Muck Sauce. Yeah. There's a picture, there's a picture of his, his face in in a like tomato sauce. It's great. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> um... I mean, obviously he's a good player because he's playing the Premier League for United. So so the pettiness aside, the one thing uh, I'm going to choose. So the one thing we like on this is where you pick like a certain moment or like certain, like, yeah, well, certain moments of the player and like this player from this moment, the game against Man City just before lockdown, actually in Old Trafford, full crowd. So that's something we all miss right now where he scores from about, I think it's 40 yards out. I understand Edison's off his line, but he just falls to him and he just hits it first time. And it hits the back of the net. I tell, I tell you what, I have never felt so happy to see a goal go in in my life because the amount of hatred right now that I have for City and that City side to watch us. And we always seem to pull pull out a result from nowhere against City, even though we shouldn't. And I think it's after that 6-1 loss we had. United <laughs> United were like, right, we can't let that happen again. But for some reason against City, we always, uh, yeah, there have been, we have lost as well, obviously. But like they are easily the better side and have been for a while. But that goal from Scott McTominay is top class. And yeah. mark my words, he's going to be the best Scottish midfielder you've ever seen. Thank God he didn't choose to play for England. Eh? <laughs> still, um, still pretty young as well. Isn't he? He's like 21, 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't actually know his age. I think what he should is- um, take a leaf out of Yap Stan's book and get a skinhead. <laughs> just to just to be a bit scarier. Yeah. He sort of he sort of half went for that. <laughs> like he he went he got really short hair, but he didn't. It wasn't like a skinhead. It was like a proper Manchester haircut. Uh, he's twenty four. Okay, okay, I got that wrong. He's another, but, Jesse, he's another Jesse Lingard where he's been twenty one for <laughs> six years. Yeah, Jesse Lingard almost went into this team after he went to West Ham and started playing out of his mind. <laughs> I need to find a new co-host. You're shocking. <laughs> Look, I he, he's. Honestly, the following that Scott McTominay has in United, again, along United fans. I'd rather you come on and peddle your Wrexham agenda than talk about Scott McTominay. Well, the person that was going to be in centre mid was going to be a Wrexham player, and he's actually my super sub for a big reason, Ooh. so don't worry. Right. There's a little taster into that. All right, let's 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 move swiftly on from Scott McTominay. I, I can't believe you should put Scott McTominay in the team. Also, I just said... Reminding myself of this, was he not on the cover of a Pro Evo game? Yeah, um, it was either the most recent one or last year's one. But was it uh, not a thing the where they asked him to thing. send a player and United was just like, uh, yeah, he wants to go? And Scott McTominay was like, yeah, please, please, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. So he rocks up at Konami headquarters and they're like, right, who is it? Is it Rashford? Uh, who else they had at the time? Rashford, Martial? Oh, oh it's uh, Scott McTominay. Oh. <laughs> You're probably waiting at the door for ages to be let in. They're like, sorry, who are you? Who who are you? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I can make a wish, kid. Yeah. You're not right. Marcus Rashford. <laughs> yeah, like there's so many players. Like, I know United aren't the same team as they were, but there's so many players ahead of Scott McTominay that you could have picked for that cover. Although he will be the greatest Scottish midfielder ever. So. I'd say, yeah, it's maybe Pez for trying to be like, you know what, we're, we're going to predict this. And we're going <laughs> to... Yeah. <laughs> They should do that. Yeah, they should. They should stop putting like the main stars on and just take gambles on it. Mark Carrington. <laughs> you, on. Yeah, Mark Carrington in a Wrexham top. He's got another few years in him. Could could go up at thirty nine years old. Get on there, Mark. <laughs> right, right, go then. You next centre mid. 
this was between two, and to be fair, I could have picked them both and not put Matomini in there, but you know, I had to do it to spite Drew. So it was between Daniela De Rossi. I I don't know why I've always loved Roma, and I loved watching Roma when he was there. I just thought he was such. I wouldn't say underrated player because people knew he was good, but I feel I feel like he wasn't talked about as much because he was such an engine. He was such a sort of rock in that midfield. Yeah, uh, I've gone for kind of a similar player, but a more terrifying player, uh, and it's Gattuso. Yeah, and I'm actually I'm actually surprised he's not been. I actually no, I'm probably not that surprised that he's not been picked. But he was a hell of a player, but he's one of those players, and I love these sort of players, and I always say it on the podcast. Do you love if they play for you? If you're playing against him, you absolutely despise him. Yeah. Yeah. He was, um, he was like a little pit bull, wasn't he? Yeah. Was it Joe Jordan, the Spurs coach that he had a scrap with on the touchline? Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty cool. He loves he loved it. He loved just putting it about. Like he I don't remember, and that this might just be me being ignorant. I don't remember seeing Gennaro Gattuso pass a ball. I feel like he just tackles someone and wait for the next player to come and collect the ball so we could tackle yeah. them. It seemed yeah, to be like yeah. that, didn't it? Every and some picture. some of the tackles he'd put in, you'd uh, terrifying. Like you probably he he wouldn't have been a VA, he wouldn't have been a friend of VAR. Hundred percent. I feel um, like if you were to Google him, every picture that comes up would be him sort of like pointing and being like angry yeah. faced. It wouldn't be him like playing nicely. It's aggression. That's what you want well, in defensive <laughs> midfielder. Well, he looks he looks very angry in his Wikipedia photo. I know that. Well, he's currently <laughs> Napoli manager, so I think that suits the like the vibe of Naples. It's just. Angrily pointing at people, just grimacing at people. Yeah, and he's, got, a, he's a World Cup winner as well, isn't he? Yeah, I've got a great Gattuso story. Mm-hmm. So Gattuso, if you didn't know, played for Rangers when he was very young. At uh, the same time as Paul Gascoigne, right? So, oh my God, Paul Gascoigne said that before all the games, they all, all need to be wearing club suits and like really nice suits. And they all need to get kitted up. So he's like, oh, go on, mate. I'll take you to the, the shoot shop and we'll put it on the club tab. So then Gennaro Cattuso goes in with Paul Gascoigne and they choose all these suits. They rack up the bill to like 28 grand's worth of suits. And then <laughs> Cattuso goes, oh, put it on the uh, club tab. And the shop's like, sorry, there's no club tab. And he turns around and Paul Gascoigne's driven off. So he's left him with no car <laughs> and nothing. Just this young Italian lad at a suit shop in, in Glasgow, just like 28 grand in debt going, uh... You, so that's why he's club? been angry for his entire career. Exactly. <laughs> and when he saw Joe Jordan, he was like, you look a bit like Paul Gascoigne, come here. <laughs> you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to ang- anger Gattuso though, surely? No, not at all. I no. think when he grew up, Paul, Paul Gascoigne was still looked at him growing up and been like, oh shit, that was a mistake. <laughs> It's not nice though. I think as well, if you want if you wanted to summarize like Gattuso's playing career, he was a midfielder, played 483 games in his professional club career, and only scored 13 goals. That's like, actually more than I thought he would have scored, to be honest. Yeah, well, no, that, that's the same, but it's like that that absolutely like summarized it that he just he sat in front of that back four, back three, whatever it was in Milan at that time, and just terrified anyone that came near him. Looks like he could bully a player to score an own goal, so they probably they weren't, they weren't on the stats. <laughs> one of one of the uh, the funniest things, well, he's he's sort of um, if you've seen him recently, like as a manager and things like that, he's gained a bit of weight now, hasn't he? He's stopped playing football, he's gained a bit of weight. He's quite he's not massively short, but he's like shorter than I think yeah, he's I think under he's six foot. Like yeah. He's cute. got this 
He's got <laughs> he's he's cut his hair short now. But look, like this is one of my favourite photos of him. I feel like that just sums him up. And if that doesn't sum up his managing management career, I don't know what does. <laughs> just him grimacing on the sideline, like clearly his players aren't doing what he wants them to. Well, do. like Napoli back in the day when Maradona played for them was heavily linked with like mafiosos and like crime families. And mm. that picture just looks like he is the head he of looks, a crime family. He looks family. like the head of a crime family, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's like, I think Italians are like, oh, stop associating everything with um, with crime, but he really does. Yeah, I feel like he's not. looking at Wayne Shorey in the pie, just like that's what you're <laughs> fucking doing. That was my pie, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of my team wouldn't get on very well. And then well, I don't I think anyone gets on very well with Gennaro Gattuso. I think that's that's his mm. whole vibe, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I bet it's a puppy at home. <laughs> he would eat Scott McSauce alive. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also what makes me really laugh is the fact that them two together, because Scott McTominay, I know for a fact, some of the stuff you see of him, he thinks he's hard. He does. Because he's from, he was born in like around in the greater Manchester area. He plays for Scotland. You know, he thinks he's a hard man. Put him next to Gattuso, he'd shut up quite, pretty quickly. <laughs> Robertis would like train him to just be a proper, a proper hard. Yeah, that would be good. You want to say a very bad word there? Wow. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> I've got a beat button now. You can say it. Oh no, I won't. <laughs> He'll save it. Save it. Right, go then. Let's move out of your central midfield. So you've got three. I'm assuming two wingers and one central attacking, or three. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's two, two wingers. Uh, one of the wingers I'm going to go with, and it'll be obvious to you too because his shirt's behind me. I know he played as a striker later on in his career, but I know that he played as an attacking midfielder, left midfielder. He pretty much played anywhere within that those forward positions. It's uh, Francesco Totti. Um, absolutely. And <laughs> I couldn't tell you why I started watching Roma, but I did. And I can't remember how I even started watching Roma, like whether we had, whether they had it on Sky or anything like that. But Totti is my absolute favourite player ever. I think... He's just so entertaining to watch. He's so skillful. He, he's got some great goal highlights, and just genuine, genuinely as well, a really nice guy. One of my favorite, one of my favorite moments of him is it's near the end of his career. He scores a goal, runs over to the fans, takes a fan's phone, and takes a selfie as the celebration with him, the Roma side, and all the fans in the background. Yeah, love that. But I've never seen a player have so much influence on the crowd. Or like the fans as Francesco Sotti. Like yeah. the day that he retired and he was like on the mic, like saying goodbye to the fans. It was like it was like literally like some like someone was dying in front of them. Like mm-hmm. it was literally like they were losing like their father in front of them, just like the whole crowd yeah. he just had in the palm of his hand. And yeah, like, you talk you talk about a one club man. Yeah. And you shouldn't talk about anyone like maybe Messi in the future, obviously, but apart from him. Um and he he really was he was just Mr. Roma. So like when I was growing up and I I got onto like and Roma and things like that, I just absolutely fell in love with him. If I ever had a career on FIFA or Pro Evo or anything, he was the first name that I would buy. Even even when he was like getting on his in his career, that top is actually I found the day I found out that he was retiring. Uh, I got straight online and bought that top, and it cost me about eighty quid. <laughs> And I was like, it's expensive for a fo- even for a football top. That's expensive. But I was like, no, nah, I've got to do it because he's always been my favourite player. So that's the yeah. last ever top he played in. Love it. It's pretty cool. How long ago um, was it he retired again? Just a couple of years. Twenty seventeen, he retired. Yeah, 
He, he went for a while. Like I say, he I think he started. He started as a winger, then went into the more attacking midfielder. And when he lost his pace a little bit, I think he went as an out-and-out striker. But still, he never, even though he got on while playing for Roma, and yeah, he probably was on the bench for a lot of his later career, he still had an impact with them. Which is what you yeah. want. You want to go out on a high when, you, when you're playing for, for one club. You don't want to sort of fall off. The, the one person I can relate that to is like Mark Noble at uh, West Ham has announced he's retiring next year. He's still in the starting eleven. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he's not he's not going anywhere. But he's he's decided when he wants his career to end. He wants to go out on a high, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I love. That. I think with Mark, no, I think it was, I think it was just his last season for West Ham. I think. Oh, he is it? Oh, I thought he was retiring. Yeah, I don't think it was. I think he's like early. I think he's probably got a couple of seasons left in him. Maybe just finish it. To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if David Moyes just said to him, "You know what? Like, because they're doing really well now, and he's not he's not in the team as much. He's maybe just said." Probably not going to be featured as much next season. Yeah, and almost just like see that. Cheers, mate. Nice one. <laughs> and yeah, back with Totty, like the amount of like behind the scenes stuff we must do as well. Um, yeah, with the fans and just like I reckon, like players like that will be a massive help with youth players coming through. Just mm. you've grown up watching all his highlights and stuff like that, and you think, well, I'll go to Roma because I might bump into Totty. And that, that'll be a massive... Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw him. I saw him in the corridor. Hey. <laughs> He's one of those players, though, that he was linked every summer from, like, 2002 to 2010. He was linked to move to, like, Real Madrid or mm. someone, like, a big club. And he just never left. Just never fancied it. Never wanted to go. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, similar to, like, Paul Scholes, that apparently Milan wanted Paul Scholes and things like that, didn't they? And they, he just didn't want to leave United. Yeah. I think I, I think I can completely understand it. If you grow up a fan of a team mm. and you're playing as part of that team, why would you ever want to leave? Like, if you're like pinnacle, if your pinnacle of your career is playing for that team, even in a reduced role, why would you want to go anywhere else? If you're getting paid good money to play for your boyhood team, why not? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I. Uh, I actually, I don't know this, but I don't think he's gone on to be, like I assumed he was going to go on to be like a manager or something like that because he played the game at such top level for so long. You feel like his footballing brain would be so good that he would go on to be a manager, but I don't think he's gone anywhere. Nope. No, he's probably just what, enjoying a, retirement, isn't he? Yeah, something he could probably do in the future, but it's also a big risk as well because if he was to get into management, the first thing that people would be saying is, well, how long before he's managing Roma? Yeah, and it could easily tarnish like, an like amazing playing with... career if he goes and has a shit managerial career. Yeah, it's like, like they're doing with um, Steven Gerrard at the moment. Yeah, like all Liverpool fans are saying, oh, and I believe he will be manager of Liverpool as well. But there was that interview recently with Gerrard where he was like, Liverpool fans don't want me to be manager of Liverpool. I've I, I've got a lot of respect for him saying that, and the fact that he was just saying now is not the time. Yeah, I was gonna say too fair. He didn't say that. They didn't. He said that in context of. They want yeah, yeah, like it's not, it's not, yeah, yeah, it's not like we absolutely do want him to be much of Liverpool yeah. one day, but yeah, like I said, not now. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Francisco, Francesco lovely Totti. choice. Was he on the left or the right? Uh, so he was on the left, and the reasoning for that is because on the right is David Beckham. I grew up watching United on TV, and he was there with his however many different hairstyles. I absolutely loved that man, the way he can just. Even like whether it be from a dead ball situation or during free play, just look into the box, go pinpoint exactly where he wants the ball to drop in the box and put it perfectly. Then it seems to be like every single time, obviously it probably wasn't, but he's such a good dead ball specialist and such a good crosser of the ball. I don't think, 
I've said this quite a lot with David Beckham. I feel like if he was playing today, I think he'd be a central midfielder. Yeah, it wasn't, I, don't, I don't think he was very quick, was he, to play No, he, he wasn't the paciest. So I think I think he'd be a central midfielder, but obviously in those times you had your right midfielder and your left midfielder. Um, and they were there to sort of almost as just to create assists, to get the assists and things like that. Yeah. Obviously, your wingers nowadays, you need to try and score more. And although I'm not an England fan, I, there's no, like, I'm not going to lie about that. That's not a secret in any way. But that goal, that free kick against Greece, yeah, you've got to, you've got to respect it because the absolute, he's got the whole country on his shoulders at that point. And he's just standing over this free kick and it's literally... If he's what is it? Is it if he scores, they go to the Euros, isn't it? it well, Cup. it was the 2002 World Cup. Yeah, is it World Cup? So it was the it was um, qualifiers for the World Cup, uh, and to have that absolute the expectation on your shoulders, and because it's David Beckham, you feel like a lot of people will probably go in. Yeah, he's got this, mm. and a lot of the time when that's the case, they don't have it. But he just and it was perfect. Um, it's one of those I, like it was so perfect. The goalkeepers just glued, just can't mm. do anything. Yeah, oh it. no. Yeah, and like Dale said in his uh, podcast, he's probably been the cause of some horrendous haircuts in school over the years in like UK. Yeah, because everyone tried the Mohican, everyone tried those tram lines. Yeah, I just that was down. That was all down to David Beckham. Yeah, his resume of clubs as well. Yeah, illustrious club career, crazy goals he scored, like important goals. Sort of mm. lauded as like the savior of English football for a while, and good at so many things. One thing he's not good at: naming children. <laughs> what is it? Brooklyn Romeo, Cruz. Oh, now, what does Cruz mean in Spanish? Well, oh, oh, I don't know. What does it mean? Cross. He named his child Cross. Oh, is that why? He's named his child after his one thing that he can do better than anyone else. So, okay, so I I assumed that. I don't know why I assumed this, but um, when they were having Brooklyn, when they found out that she was pregnant, they were in Brooklyn. So that's why he's called that, because I saw that in an interview by Ali G, so Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> they said that. <laughs> and so I assumed, like, they you found are. out that she was pregnant while on a cruise, but if it means cross, that's a bit... Well, there was there was talk like it means cross in like, the, the biblical sense, like... Um... Because I think oh, he was like in a, Spain yeah. at the time, uh, playing for Madrid at the time. He's, I think he's got a cross on his back as well. Yeah, he? but then I thought that, and I thought, oh yeah, that's probably the case, rather than actually being after the the physical notion of a cross. But then he names his daughter Harper Seven. Yeah, his shirt yeah. number. So clearly, the cruise is named after a cross. No, seven sins. <laughs> seven sins. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, seven deadly yeah. sins. Yeah, just a reminder. <laughs> I also with uh, with David Beckham. I I remember when I was young, and one of the first United tops I got, uh, my mum and dad were getting to me for my birthday. They said, "Who do you want in the back?" And I said, "Ryan Giggs." And about two weeks later, I was like, "Actually, I want David Beckham on the back." Now, looking back on it, my mum and dad had already bought the David Beckham top, Ooh. so they were going, "Oh no, we've we've heard rumours that that uh, no, it was the other, sorry, it was the other way around. I wanted Ryan Giggs top." And uh, then I said later, I wanted David Beckham, yeah. And then they were like, no, we heard David Beckham's, I'm leaving United, actually. You should definitely want Ryan Giggs. Ryan Giggs better and he's Welsh and he's this. And I was like, no, I quite like David Beckham. You can imagine the absolute panic going through their heads. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I got a Ryan Giggs top in the end uh, and that got stolen, which is, you know, 
probably force out oh. what came with Ryan Giggs. He should. I'm definitely glad I didn't. Don't have that top anymore. Are you, are you <laughs> suggesting that someone stealing your shirt is foreshadowing for Ryan Giggs stealing his brother's wife? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> Poetic. There's a, um, there's, there must be a thief going around. My brother had his Liverpool top with Owen on the back stolen off the washing line. So, bit of a. I think at that age you don't re- you don't realise that they're actually worth a bit of money. Yeah. With the, the lettering on the back as well. So. And that was yeah, foreshadowing yeah. for Michael Owen stealing hours of our time with his boring commentary. I love him. <laughs> Honestly, I, you're I, not going to score if you don't get it on target. I think he's an actor, like doing it all on purpose. Have you seen there's pictures of him on Twitter from a few years ago and he's on a walk or something? He's just taking a picture of like a dead ferret on the side of the road and he's like pointing at it. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> it's brilliant. Cheers, Michael. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, him, him on Twitter is just very, what's got dry humor. I yeah. think. I think he's like Andy Murray, um, but people don't realize that he's actually taking the piss. Unless he is just very, but he says he's only watched like one film ever. <laughs> and I think it was Cool Runnings. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? And I know, I know, Drew, you're not the biggest James Gordon fan, but have you ever seen that um, prank that James Gordon played on David Beckham? Oh, with a statue. Yeah, yeah. that's very funny. That's yeah. very funny. I think David Beckham is a genuinely nice person. It seems, even when he's getting wound up, he's still nice about it. And then there's a step too far. Then he's like, "All right, then, hang on, kick it off now." <laughs> I I also uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't be my episode if I didn't have like a hot or not moment. Him at the royal wedding is my absolute man crush, David Beckham. That is the most Tory thing you've ever said. <laughs> I'm not. I don't like the royals. Don't get me wrong. I don't <laughs> like the royals, but David Beckham looked good. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Did you just say you don't like the royals? Yeah, I will happily say that. Harry and Meghan, Team Harry and Meghan. <laughs> we can't see it. In front of Niall is a cardboard cutout of the Queen. <laughs> keeps by his bedside. And there's a doll in the bed. <laughs> right, let's, let's get away from this quickly. Royals yeah, is not good say. territory at the moment. On to the central attacking midfielder of this team. Yeah. Uh, so this is someone I'm actually, I think I am shocked that um, has been chosen before. Won the Ballon d'Or Let me guess, twice. let me guess, let me guess. One, or do you want me to say what I'm going to say first? Well, no, because I'll give it away. I think I, I think I know who it is before you give me clues. I'm going to write it. Wait there, Alan, George, George, cover your ears. I'll tell Niall. Kaka. Yeah, I've wrote that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go on then. Done it. Yeah. Okay, so he's Ballon d'Or twice. Uh, he's FIFA Player uh, the Year award twice. Uh, he's Argentina's Football of the Year four times. Have you got it? Uh, I, well, we both we both said Kaka, but now I'm thinking it's Raquel May. Yeah, it's Raquel May. Yeah. Nice. Oh, Kaka would have been a good choice, actually. I'm not going back on it, though. Raquel May. He's already is... made you a shirt with Raquel May on. You can't go back to Kaka. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard he's leaving anyway. I've heard he's leaving. <laughs> it's, it's a weird choice because it's like, uh, I didn't watch much of Raquel May when he was around. But I always knew about him, and you'd always see like his free kicks and things like that. But the amount of the amount of Argentinian players, including Messi, that say that they absolutely they watched uh, Raquel May play and things like that, and they absolutely loved the way he played, and they based their game off him and things like that. 
I feel like he's very underrated. The very fact that he won a Ballon d'Or twice and doesn't really get mentioned in one of the better players in the world. Yeah. Um, and if you watch his highlights, which I have done numerous times before we even started this podcast or anything like that, he was a hell of a player. Like, oh my God, he was a hell of a player. And one of the things I love in football and one of the things I will always, I will watch a compilation of like free kicks and things like that. His Some of his free kicks are insane. Like absolutely insane. Yeah, he is an incredible player. I always remember him from the 2006 World Cup is when I sort of became yeah. aware of him. He was yeah. wearing like gold Predators. Oh, he was a lovely little player. Yeah, and you can see the gold from like a mile away as well. Yeah. I'm, I've got to question it. I don't think he has won the Ballon d'Or. Does he not? He's won something called the Ballon Award. Oh, is that like fair participation? The Ballon what? <laughs> the La Liga Don Ballon Award for the Foreign Player of the Year. He's won Argentine Football Player of the Year for four years. It was in the nominees for Ballon d'Or for 2005 and 2007. Yeah. Um, maybe I got this wrong then. But he should have won one. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, know, I know a player that has won two out. Ballon d'Ors. Kaka. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why we thought. I think yeah, that's why yeah. we immediately thought. Yeah, yeah, you actually read my You got it right. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. He did. So we didn't actually win a Ballon d'Or. So there you go. So you Even want a, more you want a Kaka Raquel May? Hybrid for your certain track. Hybrid, yeah. <laughs> when you edit this bit, just put I yourself in. I, I think he should have won. Yeah, there you go. Man. Quickly say that, and I can, I can stop it. I around. think he should have won two Ballon d'Ors in two thousand and five <laughs> and two thousand and seven. Very specific, Shit. considering you said you didn't realize about much about him until then. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, that's another thing. Like I did, I didn't. I've only seen things. Uh, well. I think when he played for Villarreal was when I became more aware of him. I don't know when that was. Because he obviously played most of his football out in, in Argentina with... Uh, is it Boca? Boca Juniors? Yeah. Boca. Yeah, he's one, of the, well, he's one of those sort of players where international tournaments just highlight a player that you've never really mm-hmm. seen before. And then I don't yeah. know... This just reminds me... Actually playing the game with you, George. The, the 2006 World Cup game where there was a setting on it where you could turn the sidelines off and the ball just wouldn't oh, leave so the, the ball pitch. just hit the side, didn't it? Was it, yeah. was it a, like FIFA game? Yeah, FIFA World Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. What a Back in those days what where they bring out FIFA 2006 and they'd con you by bringing out the World Cup 2006 game. You'd be like, oh, Which it's is the different. Same game, oh, yeah. it's the same game. <laughs> well, a great choice, Raquel May. I didn't see that coming, I'll be honest. No, no, no. I'm sure it's, it's not. I, I did want to... It's not Kaka. I am a bit embarrassed about the Ballon d'Or thing, but... Don't worry, mate. You're only a host of a football podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not the more knowledgeable host. I can always live in the... That's why I was, I was trying to, like... I really wanted it to be there, and I was like, oh, it's not there. I'm going to have to say. <laughs> right then, let's go to your strike force, or striker, sorry, just the one man. So uh, this, this one was uh, between, like, three different players. And I've I've actually got written on my notes. I've got all of them like as a slash. And I was hoping that as we went through this podcast, I'd pick one. And I forgot that I was doing that. So now I'm stuffed a little bit. <laughs> give us give us but, the three. Let's have a th- and then you can pick one. Yeah. Okay. So Lewandowski, because a hell of a player. I always wanted him to come to United. I loved watching him at Dortmund. Always wanted him to come to United. I don't think he was actually ever linked with United, which is rare for a player. I'll tell you who he was linked with. 
Blackburn Rovers. Thank you. Was, he? <laughs> was it not um, something? Yeah. That, it was along the lines he, of the volcano stopped him from flying over. Yeah, he was flying over for a trial, and there was the Iceland, the oh volcano in Iceland erupted, which grounded all flights. And then that he could have that could have a different career for him. Oh my yeah. god! You um, could have playing at front of Yakubu. What a, what a dream! <laughs> my my thoughts behind it were as well. He would have won the Ballon d'Or this year if it was on, but it got cancelled for uh, COVID reasons. Yeah. Um. So if he and he was definitely going to win that, so he should win a title that's just as prestigious and be a my nostalgia team was my think about it mm-hmm. but you know the other one was Dennis Burkamp because I feel as though but the only thing is he's not really a striker I don't think yeah, I think he's more like a, it's like a yeah, either a false striker. nine or like a yeah but I just think that he him and that Invincibles team because Henri was in that team he sort of gets forgotten about not forgotten about because he's a hell of a player but forgotten about a little bit but he, he was a hell of a player. I am actually going to go with my last one, which is Wayne Rooney, because, and it kind of, it kind of depresses me. That, not depresses me, but like, you know when you have like the really emotional goodbyes to football when people retire? So, for instance, one was David Beckham when he, when he went off the pitch at PSG and he had tears in his eyes and all the players came over and hugged him and yeah. everyone was on their feet around the stadium clapping. Wayne Rooney's... Like he was co-managing at Derby, wasn't he? He was a man- player manager, and then who who was the other manager? Liam Rossini. Yeah, he left, and then Rooney went. Oh, okay, I'll stop playing and just be the manager then, and that was it. And I was just like, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't yeah. seem like the fitting goodbye the fit to for the England's like. record goal goal scorer, United's record goal scorer. Yeah, and I feel I feel as though. He's not he's not underrated by by any stretch of the imagination because I think anyone would probably agree that he's been one of the Premier League's better strikers in the years. No, I'm not saying best, but better. And the fact the fact that you can be top goal scorer at United, who have had so many like top players over the years, like to be the top goal scorer of United is insane. Yeah. I just loved watching him. And one of the things I love about a player is that they'll never give up. Like you could be two 0 down, three 0 down, whatever, and they'll never give up, and they'll always give their all. And Wayne Rooney, it was absolutely one of those players. Yeah, um, absolutely. Even at eighteen years old, when he was called up for the England squad, I remember yeah. just like watching him and just being like sort of excited about international football. Probably. And he he got a lot of hate over the years. Um, what one of the main things was where what was. Was it the World Cup where he where he walked off and he said it's nice to it's nice to hear your home fans boo you or something like that? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, that's um, fickle fans in it booing booing teams when they don't do too well. Yeah, and I think he was, had every right to say that. I th- well, I think he did as well, and I think people don't like him anyway because people don't like United players, especially yeah. when United are doing well. Now they don't really care about United mm. players because we're not doing that well. But I honestly think Wayne Rooney, one of the best players in the. Um, in the Premier League scene, one of the best players United has seen, and that's saying something. And like I've I've been to Old Trafford a lot and just watching Wayne Rooney play and watching him like score and love the game and stuff like that. And just I love him. I absolutely yeah. love him. And I just feel like he needed a better goodbye to football. Yeah. Than he I got. Agree. And he he chose that. Like, don't get me wrong, he chose that. I feel that's quite a Wayne Rooney thing, isn't it? He was always quite understated yeah. as a character. I think he got a fair good battle because when he went back to Everton, that was a that was a nice sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. Was it was the pandemic ongoing when he left? Because I assume he probably would have had a big old goodbye match. 
Um, goodbye testimony. Testimony. <laughs> goodbye, <laughs> goodbye match. Goodbye match. I'm never gonna put that. It's gonna stick with me forever. That. <laughs> Oh, here we line up at Jordan Henderson's goodbye match. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. my goodbye podcast, this. Fucking I'm done. <laughs> right, here's a question about you, Wayne Rooney. Go on. The overhead kick against City, was it off his shin? It's off his shin. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I don't think... In a way, I don't think that makes it any less... Of an incredible uh, goal. I've never seen that as, as being an issue because if it's surely because yeah. it's top corner, so if he doesn't hit his shin, then there's there's chance of it missing. So uh, just say that he meant it. Yeah, and the height the height he gets up for that overhead kick because I think I can't remember because I remember it was Nanny that crossed it. I don't know if it took a deflection or if Nanny just didn't put the best ball in, but it went behind him, didn't it? So Re- Rooney just had to adjust himself. Just to get that height, like for a man who looks like him, doesn't look like he should get off the ground that high with his head, never mind his feet. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty incredible. And the fact that it happened against City as well is yeah. just iconic. That's one of the most iconic moments in Premier League history, I think. Yeah. Would you oh, well, do you reckon it's one of the best goals in Premier League? Yeah, yeah. Because I against a rival as well, like what it mm. meant to the team, what it meant for the fans, the audacity to try that in a, a Manchester yeah. derby and then pull it off I, as well. I also think he's he has got even though a lot of people think he's a bit um, he's a bit dull and a bit boring and whatever, but he's got a bit of banter about him because I loved um, what was the boxing match he had in someone's kitchen. Uh, who was it with? Phil Bardsley. Yeah, and it got leaked, and everyone was like, "Oh, Rooney's going to be in trouble." So the, what did he do? He went and scored, and then his celebration was because he got knocked out in that video as well, didn't he? was to do like a boxing celebration and then fall to the floor as if he'd been knocked out. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, fair play. That's that's a way to sort of take on. Yeah. Before we before we move off Rooney, yeah, I just want to bring up the best picture I've ever seen of Wayne Rooney. He is in Spain, I believe, with his wife. And he's walking down the street. He's wearing like little glasses, which I'd never seen him wear before. He's wearing a wife, <laughs> a wife beater vest. And he's got like little Speedos and he's wearing flip-flops and he's just eating this giant like chubba-chub lolly it's just like he's a premier league footballer <laughs> with millions of pounds and he's walking down the street in spain with this massive lolly he's probably bought from the airport wearing the worst heart. literally yeah mate it's just hitting it like oh, i just love also, it also i understand I, I don't know how long this episode has been on for but shout out to colleen rooney oh yeah i was gonna say that for being long. for being the best spy in England, ever. <laughs> like, with the whole, uh, what was it, Rebecca Vardy, wasn't it? And, like, absolutely outing her to, like, for um, leaking all her stories to the press. I was like, that was clever. Fair play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. It was just, like, a nice little... That feels like about five years ago now. It was probably only last year. Yeah, it was just... Probably, like, you try to be like, well, I'm, I care about football. I don't care about wags and who's married to who and that. But then it was suddenly like, okay... I'm, I'm invested here. Yeah, yeah <laughs> everyone was invested there's in some that. Bitch in this going what on. do they they nickname her Wagatha Christie? Wagatha Christie. <laughs> was that? <laughs> That's really good. Name. I didn't hear that. There's also another really funny photo, but it's of the United team, and I th- it must have been in like early 2000s or something like that, because it's like Rio Ferdinand with his um, uh, braids, Wayne Rooney, and they've all got like proper proper baggy jeans on, mm, and like, yeah, they I look see. like they've just walked out of an- <laughs> yeah. 
of like an Oasis album or something like that. It's just it's hilarious. <laughs> it's not a good fact. It's not a good look at all. Anyway. Like they've all signed a contract with River Island. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was, that's Georgia as to that, mate. True. Georgia yeah. Asda, definitely. Right, no offense to Georgia Asda. I put a nice shirt from there once, twice. Anyway, let's go on to your super sub. Right, super sub. As I alluded to earlier, uh, could possibly take in the place of Scott McTominay, but didn't. Sorry, Drew. Is I'd like to say he's a Wrexham legend, but in the grander scheme of things, he's probably not. You know, like Mickey Thomas is a Wrexham legend, things like that. It's Luke Young. Now, I don't know if either of you ever heard of Luke Young. I wouldn't, I'd be surprised if you had. But he's had two stints at Wrexham, and the second stint is going on now. And he, for some reason, he doesn't score regular goals. Like, he's not a goal scorer. He's just, he's a central midfielder, and he's, he's a hard worker. And he's, he's, like I said, I like my players who, like, run around the pitch, will do whatever they, they want, um to get the ball back, things like that. We'll never stop trying. But Luke Young, I've picked him because for some reason, all of his goals seem to be from outside the box, absolute smashing it, top corner. And it's always when you need it the most as well. One of the better goals I've ever seen is it got headed out from, I want to say it was a corner or something like that, but it got headed out. And he sort of hopped back on one foot. And while he's in the air with his other foot, he just hits it. And it looks the most awkward looking shot you've ever seen in your life. And it just goes top bins from about 25 yards out. And it's like, how have you, and I watched that live and I, that, I've watched it on YouTube recently and stuff like that. And I'm like, how have you done that? It always what? blows my mind when players play in non-league. It shows you the quality of non-league to be fair. Mm. Because obviously non-league and you compare it to the Premier League is, is obviously a, a vast difference in the, the quality of football. But there's still very, very, very good football players. And some of the goals they score are just incredible. And like like you said, this guy just doesn't score normal goals, scores worldies whenever he fancies it. I feel like sometimes, like when you've gone to see Wrexham, like sometimes when I've taken you along, Drew, as well, you've probably seen him play. And he's a decent little player, but it's it's the goals that I've chosen him for. Well, if he played in the game last time he went, then I'm not interested because that was the... Well, that was a nil-nil, so... (laughs) Genuinely the worst display of football I've ever seen in my life. I had that as well. I brought took Connor and my mate Bobby to Carlisle. I was like, oh, come watch this Carlisle game. It gets more coming close by. And, uh, and yeah, it was the worst nil-nil ever. It's always when you're wanting to show off. Yeah. Like, oh, look at, look at my when, team. When they're finally playing well as well, and you sort of go, yeah, now I can bring someone along. And that's what I did with Drew in the most boring game of football I've ever seen. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't ideal. <laughs> I had a nice time, though. It was a nice evening. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad. Right, lovely. That is, that is your first level and your super sun, super sun, super sub done. Uh, we will take a short break and we will take on your manager, your stadium, and your kit. All right, so there was your team. Let's go straight in. Manager, who you got? Okay, I've got two managers. Okay, right. Um, and I've picked them. <laughs> These two know absolutely fuck all about football but they have made me the happiest I've been in a long time because they just bought my club. (laughs) (laughs) And also with them on the sidelines, it'd be great. It's Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney. The the reason I know they know fuck all about football is because basically Wrexham used to be owned. I think I've said this recently in a podcast, but Wrexham used to be owned by the fans. So whoever put money into the club owned the club or a portion of the club. 
me and my dad were two of those people. We got um, an email saying that two outsider American um, businessmen were looking to uh, buy the company. We were like, oh, that's quite cool. Get a bit of money into the into the club. They were like, they want to do a, um, a Zoom call to sort of pitch their idea. Um, and then it said at the end, it was just this really cryptic thing. It said, it's big named American businessmen. <clears throat> like, big named? What? Like, what does that mean? Papadopoulos? And I was <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was of the I was of the idea of like it's just a big name in American business, and we're gonna have like no idea who it was. And then it got leaked. It was actually Drew that told me about the leak. And he was like, Have you seen this? And it was Ryan Reynolds and Rob McAllen looking to buy Rex AFC. And I was like, and I was at work at the time and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? I messaged my dad, looked on BBC Sport and stuff like that, saw it was all true. And then, so, because I initially, if I'm perfectly honest, wasn't going to go on the Zoom call because it sounded like it was going to be like three hours long and stuff like that. And I was just thinking, I'll, I'll look at the highlights at some point because they were going to post the highlights somewhere. I'll look at that at some point and just make my decision from that. More as soon as I found out it was Rob McElhinney, oh, fuck off. Just soon as, I, as soon as I found out it was Rob McElhinney and Ryan Reynolds, I was like, I had my laptop set up. I was at the I was at the table in my kitchen. I almost I almost wore a suit just because I felt like it was it was the right thing to do. I didn't in the end because I was like that would be stupid. And I was like I was like taking pictures and sending them to everyone. I was like, oh my god, it's Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney. What the hell? And they said on that Zoom call, they were like, we know fuck all about football. It's like we just want to invest in something. We want, we've done our research and we've seen that Wrexham one of the oldest clubs in the UK. That uh, they've got the such as rich history and stuff like that, and that they've dropped down uh, the leagues a little bit in recent times. That translates they into wanted... cheap. <laughs> yeah, and they want to get it back up to the top. And Ryan Reynolds was really level-headed about it, and he was like, "We just want to, we want to uh, get Wrexham back into the football league stuff like that." And Rob McElhenney was like, "Nah, fuck that." He didn't say fuck that because <laughs> it was like a business <laughs> meeting. But he was like, I want to win the Premier League. I want to get up there and I want to win the Premier League. And I was like, it's nice that he's <laughs> he's got that in his head, but I don't but think he realises just... <laughs> how like different the Premier League is to where Wrexham <laughs> are. But it's nice yeah. that he's got that in his head. Um, up against Saudi princes. He's... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not happening, is it? But I just love the fact, and they've they've just um, they've just hired a new CEO who they've got from Burton Albion uh, yeah, called Flo Robinson. I can't remember Robinson. her last name. So that so they're they're making sure they make the right moves and they're going to get a director of football and stuff like that, which Wrexham haven't had for a while. So they're doing everything right and they're going to expand the stadium. They're going to make upgrades to the stadium. So they know what they want to do. And also on top of that, both of them, but Rob McElhinney more so, has been like just randomly giving either money out or donating money to like certain charities and Wrexham and things like that. And I absolutely love that. So he's absolutely on board with with just the city rather than the just yeah, the football that's club, it. which is really cool. Yeah, always a big help that. Yeah, and also um, where my where my season ticket, my my dad's season ticket is, is like behind where the directors' boxes are. So I'm like, maybe one day. I'll just be sat there and Ryan Reynolds and Ron McKellen will be down there and I'll just hold up a sign like, I'm an actor and hope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll work, but... Just, just yeah, get, get some like advert, like a highlight reel on an SD card, hand it over, keep right, throwing. There you go. Take, take one every game and just keep throwing it. <laughs> just hopefully one day, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also I also wanted to, because I, I knew that 
now was going to be co-host on this and i know he's very jealous of it so i sort of i sort of threw that one in there just to yeah, to I, say, I, I, yeah I don't i don't blame you i think that's revenge for your super sub in your episode now yeah no that's, that's <laughs> fine no, i accept it no I, I i am very jealous and um if if they were buying carlisle united I don't think I'd have stopped talking about it since, so I can't blame you in the slightest. Yeah, I feel like people get like, people get bored of me talking about it. So it's sort of like... I was saying it's a good job clubs are closing that because I'd be in the smoking area just chewing people's ears off. Just, oh, yeah, absolutely smashed. I support Colo. Here's my season ticket from 2005. <laughs> no, you just you just wear you just wear the top out. <laughs> You're there in the middle of a club wearing a Wrexham top. Like, <laughs> funny. Right. Well. From managers that aren't managers, let's go yeah. to a stadium that is a stadium. It is. And I was going to go with a race course, but again, I've tried to pick things and places now that um, haven't been picked before. My dad obviously picked the race course. And the race course absolutely would be my choice if he hadn't. So the stadium I picked, and I put it as Wrexham's second home between, I can't remember the actual years, but it was like 2000 and. 15 to no 14 to 16 or something like that and it's Wembley because within two years Wrexham managed to get to Wembley three times for some random reason <laughs> two times in the FA Trophy final and once in the uh, I think it was the playoff final to get into League Two and we got beaten by Newport I didn't go to that one but I went to the other two and so Drew was at one of them um and uh, glory hunting, not ashamed to say that. <laughs> I did do that, and it was against I want to say it was against Grimsby, and it was it, it was, was. A one, one one draw and it went to penalties. And the penalties were taken on Wrexham's end of the ground. And I tell you what, Wrexham took, and I, I don't have the I've been trying to find the, the number of the fans we took, but we took a stupid amount of fans to, to Wembley, bearing in mind we get a, like an average attendance of 5,000, I think it is, at the race course, and it was like. <laughs> We took a stupid amount to Wembley and to have like this penalty shootout take place right in front of us. And there were so many people there and they were all waving their flags to make sure to put off like the Grimsby players. And eventually we won it. And it was, that was such a good day out. And on top of that, that was my birthday. I think it was my, it was my 21st or 22nd birthday. So it was such a good day out. And I was just like, that's got to be my stadium. I, Apart from that, like Wembley, Wembley is a fantastic stadium. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, I'm, always, I'm, I'm upset that I never got to go to the old Wembley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. But it's just it's because uh, I love I love it when you've got like a set stadium where like the cup finals take place. So to get to Wembley is an achievement in itself, yeah. and then to win the trophy is like another thing. So it's just well, it's, it's just a lovely thing. You say that it's nice having like the one stadium. And it is nice for you as being further down south, but as a Carlisle fan, it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, we, we have enough long away days. I think that like, they should they should change it up. I'd, I'd have loved to have had some of Cup Final at like Old Trafford. It should have yeah. been a nice middle ground. Yeah, well, it's like well, obviously <laughs> they didn't really help it out when the when the new one was being built and they went down to Cardiff instead. <laughs> so I just mm. moved slightly to the left and we'll go there instead. <laughs> Yeah, Wembley, iconic stadium, obviously, the Arch, iconic. Some mm. amazing football games have happened. If we just say Wembley as a collective with the new and the old. Mm. Yeah. Some incredible games, some incredible finals, some incredible events. Obviously, they have the NFL there as well. I've been to watch the NFL at Wembley Stadium. There's obviously massive gigs at Wembley Stadium. 
many, many finals, like I said. And that final that you mentioned with Grimsby, uh, it was the grand total of attendance was 35,266. Yeah, so that for a FA Trophy final is pretty pretty mad. And I, if I remember, Wrexham took the majority of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. I mean, it's yeah. great, though, That's that that can be... Because they they only opened the bottom half, didn't they? I remember that the top half of Wembley wasn't open. They only opened the bottom the bottom row of seats, if you will. Yeah. And obviously, that still holds thirty five thousand, so that's still a good turnout. But it's just amazing to that lower league clubs and non league clubs can have the opportunity to go and play in the national stadium. It is it's awesome. Hmm. Yeah, it's great. Um, I remember years like probably when I was a teenager. I remember seeing like it was a conference playoff final. And there was like loads of empty seats today. And I was like, oh, for God's sake, what's the point? Like, why not go to um, a smaller ground? And I was like, well, why, why on earth am I saying that? Because Carlisle did exactly the same and I loved it. So yeah. <laughs> it obviously doesn't matter. <laughs> Just the opportunity to go there, isn't it? It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. incredible. Absolutely. All right, well, great stadium. One of the most iconic in world football. So let's see if you follow that up with your kit. Right. So... Initially, I was thinking I want to go with um, this one, but then I was like, actually. But then you remember this re- is the uh, audio podcast, and no one can see what you just pointed at. I was pointing at the Totty Top Eyed by me. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, the Roma <laughs> kit. I actually I wanted to go with the Wrexham kit just because they're they're like my number one team, and I feel like I want I want my team to play in that kit. But it's like I didn't know which kit to choose, so it was between the they had an anniversary kit in. I've actually got it. It's uh, red and black hoops, basically, but it's an anniversary kit for their 150th anniversary uh, of being a uh, football team. Um, but actually, I'm not the biggest fan of the kit. I know Drew likes it, I think, you but like I'm not it? the biggest fan of it. I've actually chosen, and I don't know what year it's in, which is really frustrating, but it's the one that Rob McKelleny actually bought, which is uh, interesting, but it's the Wrexham Lager one. It's got the Wrexham Lager logo. So it's red, it's red. It's got like what it looks a little bit like the Arsenal kit. So it's got like white sleeves and it's got like a big yellow uh, logo in the center. It says Wrexham Lager. Uh, and when I saw the picture of Rob McElhenney wearing it, it was just like special. And if you try and get that kit, I've tried to buy that kit so often, you can't buy it anywhere. So it's so rare. So I don't know how he might, obviously he's got a lot more money than me. That's how he's done it. But he's Someone managed to, to grab it. it. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I bet he didn't oh, pay for it. I swear, if I'd seen Rob McKellen, who obviously be like, we've all been a huge fan of him with All with Sonny and that over the years. Yeah, yeah. If I saw him wearing like a retro Carlisle shirt, I'd die happy. I'd absolutely <laughs> yeah. if you... So that must that must have been class to see. But the the story the story behind him having that top and the the picture itself is really really funny because it's him stood in front of uh, is it Mythic Quest? Mythic? Yeah, yeah. With a horseshoe mustache and just looking. <laughs> sort of confused and angry at the same time or pointing at the top. And it was in response to, I think it was Capital FM sent, like sent uh, put a picture on their Twitter and it said something like, um, we're sending this off to you, Ryan Reynolds. And it was a Wrexham top and just didn't mention Rob McElhenney at all. Mm. So Rob McElhenney replied saying, noted, Capital FM, <laughs> noted. <laughs> and then they said, oh, we'll, we'll get yours in the, the, um, in the post straight away. And he replied with this picture and just said, don't worry, I got myself a vintage one. And I was just like, oh, I love yeah. that. I love that. So there's been a couple of like Wrexham Lager kits. And like I said, I don't know the actual year. So there's been a few. So I'm just going to say Wrexham Lager kit. Nice. 
Uh, because some recent Wrexham kits have been a bit bland and a bit shit. But... I'm looking forward to the the new Wrexham kits that'll come out, and it's just eleven black dusters, <laughs> or just Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, a lovely kit for a lovely little team. So we'll go back through your choices now. You can decide if you want to change anything, and we'll hover very. <laughs> and very you... long over McTominay to make sure you want you're definitely sure that you want to keep him in the team I'll give I'm you a chance Tom... I'm keeping Scott McTominay in that team well I am not keeping you on the podcast then <laughs> can't be associated with that I'm not angry I'm disappointed I'll tell you that no you shouldn't take that as words um, right so I mean if I took it if I took him out I'd put De Rossi in does that help you so in your mind you've got another team there oh there you go Right now, just make sure I say the midfield. No, 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 no. It's still <laughs> Scott McTominay. I'm just letting you have that little. All right. Then. So, George, you went for a 4 2 3 1 formation. Your goalkeeper was Sutton United cult hero Wayne Shaw for his off the field antics in an FA Cup tie against Arsenal. Your defence, your left back was yourself, <laughs> under armour and all. Your <laughs> centre-back pairing was uh, Yapstam and your late grandfather, George Gooch, who did play for Liverpool Police and also for Everton Reserves. So that's a lovely thing to play alongside your grandfather. And then, obviously, Wrexham stalwart, Wrexham legend, Mark Carrington. In your midfield, you had McSauce, which um, Drew was very happy about. <laughs> alongside Gattuso. I think there's a nice little twosome there. No, it's not, Niall. Don't don't humour him. It's shit, and you know it. <laughs> I think I think it's a it's a good fitting. You're off a podcast too, right? Everyone's off. You're I'm the reason. Solo. You're the reason I chose it, Drew. <laughs> Your wingers are Victoria Beckham's husband and Francesco Totti <laughs> in his earlier career, and your attacking midfielder is two-time Ballon d'Or winner Riquelme. Oh, oh my was God. <laughs> Or was he? <laughs> your striker is Mr. Lollipop himself, Wayne Rooney. <laughs> and your super sub is Wrexham player who only scores worldies, Luke Young. Uh, your managers is you've looked into the future and seen that they're just going to get really trigger happy as, as owners and just take over as managers as well once they get a feel for it, is Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, the stadium is Wembley as a whole, both new and old because of your three trips in two years, thanks to Wrexham. And the kit is, of course, the Wrexham Lager kit from a nice retro kit that Rob McCallany has recently posed for. Lovely stuff. Right, so uh, before we go into the next section of the pod here, let's just get the name of your team, George. So what is the name? So like I said at the beginning, I didn't have a name. I was trying to think desperately for one while you were going through it then. I almost picked 11 Black Dusters because I quite like that. Um, <laughs> But I've gone for, thanks to Wayne Shaw, we ate all the pies, FC. That's a very long name. No, it's just called We Ate All the Pies, FC. (laughs) (laughs) You see where the confusion might come in there. Yeah, 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 all right. (laughs) We ate all the pies, FC. Right, lovely. All right, here we go. So, straight in. Niall, best player in that team? Uh, Best player in that team for me. Um, I'm gonna to have to go with. Ooh. I don't know who I'd go with. Oh, I'd probably go with Rooney because I, I I've had a lot of enjoyed a lot of his uh, moments as well as an England fan. I think that's uh, stands out for me. Probably yeah. the obvious choice, but yeah. 
I agree. I think uh, Rooney is the best player in that team. Beckham, obviously, Totti, both come close. But I think for achievements and an actual skill level, Wayne Rooney is, is the best player in that team. Worst player, I know you're expecting <laughs> I'm going to say McTominay, but he is a professional football player and he is quite good at football. So he is not the worst. I am going to say that the worst football player in that team is Wayne Shaw because I'm not convinced that he is a football player. <laughs> George is just chuffed that it's not him. I thought it was going to be me. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you uh, play football. I've only seen him eat pies, so I can't. Oh, yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I can't be too happy, but I will be happy. I'm going to be controversial with my worst um, player and pick uh, Beckham because he ruined our World Cup 98 chances getting sent off against Argentina. Ooh. God, Ooh. I remember that. He got death threats for that, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. That was Nile as a four-year-old. I, just <laughs> I didn't have it in to say that I thought your granddad was the worst player, so I went with Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lovely stuff. Right, there you go. So there you go. That's another podcast wrapped up. Big thanks to Niall for coming back to co-host this episode so George could deliver his team. Cheers, Niall. Yeah, As always, we will point you in the direction of our social media channels. So we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and an email. What is the email, George? It is nostalgiafcpod at gmail.com. Nice. I don't want to throw you under the bus there, Niall, by asking you that question, because I don't <laughs> remember it. Uh, so uh, head over to the socials, give us a follow, give us a share, give us a like. Uh, we have lovely little videos, uh, pictures and all sorts on there. Everything you might find on social media, believe it or not, we put on our social media. Thanks again for listening. If you do have a function to rate and review, please leave one. It's very nice. In fact, the last review we received was from Niall's friend. So, uh, what if was you're, it? Uh, is his name Divi? Oh, Dave Middy. Well, his name is just Divi 70-something. Oh, it- all right, yeah, that would have been my mate. <laughs> Divi is just, yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd call each other a Divi. Yeah, so if you're another one of Niall's friends and you fancy leaving us a review, please do. <laughs> but yeah, in all seriousness, if you'd like to leave us a little review, that would be very helpful. helps us get the algorithms on, on their platforms, so do us a favour. Uh, and all that's left to say is that was co-host and part-time guest George Thomas delivering We Ate All The Pies FC and what a team it was. Niall, say it too. Oh, what a team. What a bloody team. Tom what a like bloody I've team. It's almost like I've never done this before. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <I> love it. <laughs> See, right? No, Drew, what happened there? See, you were pointing. You were point on my camera, you were on my screen, you were pointing like well away from us. Oh, so right. I was just, <laughs> Sorry, mate. I thought it was maybe like you were doing the yeah. sub- sub- there was gonna be like a subscribe sign there where you were like, oh, subscribe. like subscribe, hit the notification button. <laughs>